I was having a conversation with someone and they said sex is an energy exchange and it doesn't have to be with someone who you're with forever. It's with someone who your energy is matching in that moment. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. to the Get Up Girl podcast. Today is our girl gang chat. That's when I when I get two of my gals together and we have chats about sex. We're going to talk all about sex today. And I'm really, really like seriously excited because I have two gals here and they're very different, yet they're both dancers. All three of us are dancers. And Kime Evans used to work with me like yes. a million lifetimes ago <laughs> we're different people <laughs> different people now we were different yes. then we were like a million times different now right Kimmy? and yes. so we were used to work together and we created parties we created dance competitions mm-hmm. so many things Kimmy, welcome to the show and mm-hmm. she is a burlesque dancer perfect timing for our, our topic today so <laughs> welcome so excited to see you And then we also have, yes, I'm so excited. Christine, we have Christine as well. Christine was on the Get Up Girl podcast a few months ago. She and I were talking about really cool other realms of possibilities, entities, things that you can't see, like really, really cool intuitive stuff. She's an intuitive coach and she's also a dancer. So Christine, welcome back to the Get Up Girl show. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to be back. You are so welcome. And last time I had Christine on, she sent me pan dulce in the oh. mail. <laughs> a couple days later. Oh my gosh. It was so good. My dad was very happy. So yeah, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Let's jump right in. I, we're going to talk about sex and the importance of having these conversations and having different types of conversations that I really know that are not brought to the table. And Kimmy brought something up that was really great that I want to talk about, and it's about having sex and creating it for you and then having that intimate relationship with another. So, Kimmy, I want you to take over. And okay. what is it that you wanted to bring up about this? Um, there was a phrase that I heard that really completely changed the way that I look at sex because I was raised very conservative, and it was always very much like, like all the way, wait till marriage, like it's with the one person. And it it just was put up on this pedestal as something that was just so like almost taboo, you know? And um, I was having a conversation with someone and they said, sex is an energy exchange and it doesn't have to be with someone who you're with forever. It's with someone who your energy is matching in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you can take liberties with it or whatever, but, um, but that really changed the way that I look at it because it's, it's a matter of like, what do I need from sex right now? 
do I need to feel like really empowered and do I need to feel celebrated or is it something that's more of like, I need to uh, exercise some energy and I need to just like, you know, um, match with somebody who's, uh, who's just going to keep up with me in that way? Or am I just looking to play and to have fun right now and looking for a playmate, you know, and, and it's completely different experiences that you're going to have depending on what you're searching for at that time. And um, instead of like consistently looking for your long-term partner and everything like that, it kind of frees me up as like a single woman to take a little bit of liberty and, you know, control over my sex life and allow what I want to allow and not feel like I have to like specifically commit to one person, one thing, one way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. totally makes sense yeah Kimmy thanks for bringing that up I remember talking to you and you having that upbringing Mm -hmm. and how different things are now yeah how are your parents now with talking to you about sex is it still like kind of taboo or has that shifted a little bit for you with them taboo we do not talk about it Mm -hmm. it's my parents moved away. And so I only see them every once in a while now. And it's still very stand on ceremony with them with like a lot of our interactions. And so um, like, they don't even know that I do burlesque because to them, that's like taboo also, you know, so, um, so I've never really been able to have kind of these open conversations with them. I was very much, you know, told that I wasn't allowed to talk about it when I was younger and everything. And thankfully, I don't think I ever went through like a get it all out of my system phase. Like, I think I was pretty like, you knew me back then, like I was pretty like put together and I wasn't just throwing myself around, but like it just having that one conversation about sex being an energy exchange just completely like opened my eyes to like it doesn't have to be this like end all be all this is my partner forever and everything it can really be something that's like I can experience pleasure I can do things to like help myself and to feel feel good with myself and and not make it about like necessarily having to please someone else also Kimmy I so get it like at least for myself and things are still evolving Right. But the way I was raised was still a little bit more open, but Mm -hmm. I think it was still in the society and in this reality, the way. So even though if your parents brought you up a certain way, you still heard everybody else talking. Mm -hmm. And especially as being a woman, I think remember in the early nineties and this word was really big. We talked about on the get up girl last time, but slut, I don't hear Mm -hmm. the word slut as often. No, like that's, that word is kind of like dead, but in the nineties, that was like the worst thing you could be called. And so I would hide, you know, you didn't want anybody to know what you, you know, I was going out with this guy or going out with this guy. You never want anybody to know because you do not want to be called a slut. That was like the worst thing. And um, so, yeah, I completely so get that. I love how you said playmate. Yeah, it's, it should be fun, you know? And I think that a lot of times people get stuck into like either relationships or partnerships or some kind of companionship because they feel like, oh, well, now that I've had sex with this person, like I can't move on and have sex with somebody else. Like it has to be the this sacred act that I do. And like, and and I'm not necessarily encouraging to go like and go crazy, but it's just like, 
you don't need to stay with someone if their energy is not matching you sexually anymore. The same way as you're not aligning in your goals anymore. You're not aligning in your lifestyle anymore. Sex should be part of that. And it should be one of the factors of your conversation with a relationship. Mm -hmm. Such a good reminder. Because I... I'm in denial that I am doing this for myself. You know, like, how can I contribute to this um, sexual intimacy? I'm still, it's still in the back of my head that it's for the other person. Mm. So I'm glad that you brought that up with the title. I want to dive a little bit more into that a little bit later. Because it's still this like little record of, um, okay, for him or for Mm -hmm. that person. Or, okay, did they like it? blah 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 and I'm going what is this it is so ingrained in that record that's going around and around I'm like is this actually fun it's fun yeah. but there's still the little the little you know the person that stands right there I mean that's very interesting that's why I wanted to have this conversation it should be easy to please the other person while still being pleased like you shouldn't feel like you're holding back or changing your energy or doing something like that because you feel like, okay, now I have to focus on them. Like Mm -hmm. if your energy matches, then it should naturally work together. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for you to want to please the other person, but like, is the way that you want to please them the way they want to be pleased? Just like a love language, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Camille. Well, Christine, for you, how were you raised with sex? What is your family Um, dynamic when it comes to that? For me, I feel like we never really talked about it. Like even, even kind of like how you watch the telenovelas and it's like, oh, la esposa virgen or like this or, you know, okay, like Spanish, Christine, <laughs> you got to translate. Um, there was this like one telenovela, a series that it was, it was about like this woman who she was a virgin wife, and so I just remember. like we never talked about it like there was things that I would just you know here in school or you know like you start to learn from like other places but even then like I honestly didn't even understand anything until I was like in high school Mm -hmm. um and or even kind of like I feel like you don't even learn about your own body and it's like you feel ashamed to even like self-pleasure like you feel guilty you feel shame like oh my god this isn't right but it's like Mm -hmm. why are we taught to not know about our own bodies and then, mm-hmm. and then later on when we're older, like, or when we want to, like, and we share our, that energy with somebody else, it's like, it, it's just this kind of like this gap of like, of um, just like something that doesn't really match because it's like, we've, how can we share our energy and our body with someone else? And we don't even feel that comfort and that confidence to share it with ourselves. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. then you're worth like sits in what they feel of you because you don't yes. have any ownership of yourself. So then any opinion that they have of you at that point becomes like what your opinion is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I know all three of us are very aware and very intuitive. And so I'm so highly aware I could feel the other person. <laughs> and so when I'm with somebody that is so loving and appreciative of me, my body, you know, who I be. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel so free. I walk around naked. I'm just like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm around somebody that could feel the daggers of judgment, I don't want to be naked. I'm like this. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting that I am allowing them to dictate because I could feel it. And so now it's so much more fun and playful. And mm-hmm. I just walk around naked. I love it. And But to have the contrast to see, wow, 
I was not comfortable, but I didn't know why then. I just thought I was self-conscious. I just thought, you know, whatever the story was, I'm like, no, I was just so aware of that other person, but I didn't know how to articulate it, but I could feel that they were judgmental. So then I judged myself and then made myself wrong for it. You know, like I judged myself for hating my own body. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. And one of my favorite questions that I asked, it was 2020 was my theme of the year was how can I be best friends with my body? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what a great question. Isn't that? It, yeah. To me, it changed my life yeah. because it really made me like, whoa, okay, would I ever cover up my best friend? No, I would say everybody, here's my bestie. They're amazing. Look at them. Like my body, look at me. I would never go, ooh, my bestie has cellulite. <laughs> 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 oh, my bestie has a, a stretch mark, a pimple. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're beautiful. I love you. You're great. And it really, really even goes deeper and then even more into sex. Yeah. I, how would I want my best friend to enjoy pleasure? Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, you can go on and on and dissect that question and just, it really, really opened up. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I want to dive into something else because what Kamate talked about, about for you. So let's talk about what you've noticed and what you're aware with your other friends and what you hear. And let's just say from the female point of view, Mm -hmm. receiving sex uh, from another person, and let's just say another person, not even a male. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we tend to want the other one to be pleased first or be pleased more than we do? Let's chomp on that for a bit. What do you think, May? I don't think so necessarily. My my partners are men and um I know I've like learned the limits of my body and everything. And when when I was a little bit younger, it was always kind of like means to an end, right? Like the act was a means to get to like the point of orgasm or whatever. Like that was what we were doing it for. But as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more experienced um, and had better partners, um, it's kind of become more about like enjoying the intimacy of building to then like the act, right? So, or like the reward at the end. But normally um, I, if I, in a perfect world, I would prefer to be pleasured first because I know it takes me just a little bit to recover. And in that meantime, I can focus on them and then I'm ready for round two, which is usually better. But like, if I first start with them and then they go to me and then it's like, okay, like leave me alone for a minute. Like, (laughs) and then I miss out on like the second or the third. (laughs) So I I haven't calculated in my head what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm laughing because we have a plan. Uh, I want to ask more women this because all right, little side note. Uh my partner, he's like I'm so uh like brainwashed that women want it long. He's oh. like if you listen to songs, they want it all night long. They don't want a <laughs> one minute man. And he's like he's like trust me, ask every man. So we think that we have to last forever and I'm like, oh hey, what what we're saying, this is what I think we're saying, at least what I think as a female. What we're saying is we want the pleasure to act like yes. long, last long, but we don't need the penis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
for yes. 30 minutes because sometimes that's painful. And it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts. Okay, Kimmy, right? Christine, like we're <laughs> we're not right. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm talking to more females. I'm like, right, it, it can be painful after a while. And I'm like, am I the only one? Because he's like, but listen to all these songs. Listen to every song, and every song's like, I want this, I want big guy, I want that. And he's like, oh my gosh. So he's he's like training. I gotta go lock. Okay. <laughs> it means like, you know, rub my back, do this. Do yes. That. yes. That's what we want. Like foreplay. Mm-hmm. Christine, ding ding. Okay. Right? Yes. <laughs> We should say we don't want a one-minute man foreplay man. That's what we want. Exactly. I just hate that men will like, they think that foreplay is the F word. They think that that doesn't lead to a better experience. They think that, you know, like getting straight into it is like going to achieve what they want to achieve. And it's just like, and it could be different, you know, like, again, that energy. Do I want someone who is going to like, play all night or do I want someone where I'm just like I'm horny like let's go you know so yeah because we just want a little quickie yeah but sometimes let's go a quickie we got five minutes let's go I don't need to be wine and dine yeah okay uh well Christine for you like how about talking to your friends like what have you noticed even everything just like whatever we've talked about coming up what are your thoughts on that um yeah, so with my friends, I feel like it's always been easier with them to just like like we're so open and I mean we talk about it everything and I'm just like there's no such thing as TMI. Like we're just like, oh, you know, this or like, oh my god, yeah, like I've experienced that too, or um, or even like just yeah, like being able to feel reminding yourself, like Kame was saying, like reminding yourself that you you're important too. Like it's not just about the other person and like being honest and being honest about you know what this oh don't do that I don't like that or oh do this I like this you know it's having that open communication of like saying what you prefer or what you don't and listening to your body because it's like if you're gonna ignore it and you're just like oh well let me ignore my body because maybe they're enjoying it and like I don't want to stop that you know but it's like hey like you matter too and you gotta Mm -hmm. say what you like and what you don't like so that way you know you guys can build upon that and then it's like it's you know it's easier to like connect more because it's like you guys already have that flow of what feels good christine have you has this come up in your life when you've told partners hey i I would like this or i don't like that what has been their response back to you like are they Um, open or do they get hurt a little bit no i've i mean i haven't um (laughs) it it has not been like a closed door like it's been pretty open but then i also has a has been many people so <laughs> um, but so far so good and like I've gotten good feedback of like okay you know what I okay that sounds good or like I respect that or whatever so good yeah how can I, I like that because I've been with some partners and they get really hurt and then I'm like okay does this happen to others I wonder if that's why we are receiving less or we're mm. like okay I, want, I don't want to hurt your feelings so then yeah. I don't want to tell you you know, that question has come up on this show a lot of times. Well, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like May said, the energy exchange, if you're with that person that can receive and exchange that energy, I think they can receive it. Uh, okay. Salome has a comment here. Once they're done, they need to go. <laughs> she said, no sleepovers. <laughs> uh, Salome with her appointments. Yes, with her, her appointments. Oh, my gosh. Okay, gosh, what else is on my mind? Uh, well, Kamei, what about for burlesque? 
when you perform, do you feel that evening or that day? Do you have some sense of high? Like, what does that contribute to your life and your sex life and your best friend, your body? So if anything, like, you know, I danced with Vixens for a long time and that kind of helped me like really get in tune with my body, really always have like ownership over it and everything. And burlesque kind of takes it to the next level because it's, it's a completely different discipline. Mm-hmm. And, um, the leading up to it, I get extremely aware of my body and not, not any way negatively because I dance with some amazing women and it's never about like, oh, like, let me, you know, only drink water this week. Let me only eat, you know, salads this week or whatever. It's like, so I never feel that way, but I start to feel really um, sexually charged, like leading up to it. And I'll be honest, sometimes I will like have to masturbate before I go (laughs) because like I need a loaded gun. Yeah. Like I need to. I need to release it to like almost release that sense of like calm all over my body. Because if I go into it, I'll be really tense with like lots of sexual energy and it'll almost come across as like too much adrenaline when I'm performing. So, um, so going into that night, I always say that like the first five minutes after I get off stage is like the best time for me to go like have sex with somebody (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that's when I just feel so in control, like so beautiful. So, um, so like I said, ownership, so much ownership over my body. And, um, but it's really funny because, uh, a lot of people have like this dichotomy of being, uh, like a really sensual sexual performer. And then they're like, really kind of like vanilla on the other side of it but I feel like I'm one of those exceptions where it's like I really like to experiment I really like to play I like to have fun and I like to like do those things so um I almost feel like burlesque feeds it instead of like fighting with like my natural personality so I just kind of feel like it's this eruption every time I perform that makes total sense because when I would dance like in heels People would watch me and go, oh, Joanna, you're probably hanging from the chandeliers and like it really crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm, pretty, I'm actually really pretty tame. You know what I mean? So I totally get mindless. Yes. I remember you telling me that, Joanna, but back when we worked together, you said something along those lines. And I was like, really? <laughs> See, even you were surprised. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So Kimate was talking about Vixens. Vixens is this dance company that dances in heels, and it's a little faster choreography. Now, I want to get this correct. The burlesque is a little slower, more teaseful. Like, what is the difference? It's not necessarily slower, but the act of burlesque is the tease. It's about connecting, like, more... They they always say, like, when dancers come into burlesque, they'll, like, perform up to the crowd, and that's not what it is. You have to make eye contact with each individual person. You have to put moments in your routines that warrant applause, like that warrant the screams, that warrant the cat calls, because cat calls are currency in burlesque. Mm-hmm. And um, it is about like the art of like stripping down and everything like that. So I stripped down all the way to like pasties and like a thong basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's about a combination of the performance of your costume of uh, the routine and then the tease all the way to the end. So Vixens, it was very, um, 
like dancer commercial. It was sexy. It was sensual, but it was very like production performance based versus something that is way more intimate. So interesting. I so I'm like visioning watching you. I want to go for, I want to watch a performance. I have a residency. So (laughs) yeah, I'm there. Do you do a solo? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You would have died, Joanna. The last one I did was Britney Spears themed. I did boys by Britney Spears. Um, But in August, we're having a Michael Jackson show. I feel like you should come to that one. Heck yeah. Yeah. Christine's got to come up with her fun yes, new fit. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> At the end. Yeah. A uh, little burlesque. If anybody's listening going, what is that? It means sweet bread. <laughs> or have right, one concha. Yes. Salome <laughs> said she's loving this convo. So effing real. <laughs> Christine, for you, since you're a dancer as well, all three of us are dancers. I would love to hear your perspective when you perform, when you dance, like how you feel afterwards? Because I know me, I am like ready to go. I'm open like a flower after. How about for you? Oh my gosh, yes, 100%. Um, It's it just like how Kame was saying, like you just feel so like empowered in yourself. And like, I think it's like, like that acceptance of like one, just owning yourself, owning your body, feeling so good. And it's like, it's just, it's just a rush of like excitement and like, trust in yourself and you're just like you're feeling so good and and you're exuding that with other people while you're performing and then it's what I think my favorite part for me is like when you get comments of like oh my god like that was amazing or that was inspiring because it's like you giving that example of of what it feels what it looks like to like how she was talking about embodying like that's the perfect word for it it's like you're giving that example of what embodiment is in that moment And then that person can take that home with them and be like, oh, I want to feel like that too. Like, what can I do to make myself feel like that? Um, And I think especially for me, like, it took me a long time to feel very comfortable and confident dancing sexy or dancing something sensual. Like, for the longest time, I think that's why I kind of stuck to like hip hop. Like, I was afraid to like jump in and really go into the other side. But once I like, it took me time. But once I got there... I think I just felt so much more at home in myself and being free to like express yourself however you want. And I think that's such a beautiful thing with dance, like to be able to do that. But of course, there's still times where like, like I, I recently posted like a video and it was like kind of more out there than I usually do. And I was really scared. Like my body had a full on, like my heart was pumping. I was sweating and I just, um, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is what is going to happen like if i post it and nothing happens it's just we we psych ourselves out you know the the fear comes in and and it's just kind of reminding yourself you know what do i love this yes am i having fun is this something that it lights me up and i want to share this because hopefully it can light something up in someone else then mm-hmm. hell yes our best friend yeah would you tell your best friend not to post it you're like best <laughs> post it he looks so good <laughs> Oh, I love these conversations. See, even right now, I feel already more alive than yes. before. <laughs> okay, last question before we tie this up in a big red bow, sexy red bow. If somebody listening is like, yeah, I'm a little stuck. Uh, I just kind of feel, mm. what would you tell them? So, Kime, we'll start with you. you know, if somebody's stuck in their sexuality or maybe their sex life, what's something that you would tell them that they could do? 
I think that a lot of times that people feel stuck, it's because there's a certain thing about their body that maybe they're not happy with or like that they feel self-conscious about. Or like you said, like you've had partners in the past that you felt kind of the judgment and maybe that's something that's resonated. And um, an exercise that I've kind of done in the past is to like select the body type that you or the the um, part of your body that you're feeling your insecurity come from and like stand in the mirror look at it and talk to it and tell it how much you love it and tell it how thankful you are for it and for everything that it does for you and I did this exercise recently um and my biggest insecurity was actually kind of like my face because I have um adult acne that I can't get rid of and I also never had braces so I have like crooked teeth on the bottom and so I like I always felt that that was the most the thing I was the most self-conscious about and I started in the mirror and I was saying thank you for being the my smile thank you for being what shows other people that I'm listening and that I love them and you know thank you for being what expresses my love to other people and everything and like as soon as you take take the ownership over that part that is maybe making you feel a little bit insecure I immediately was just like, there is no reason for me to feel like insecure and to feel like I can't go out and find a partner, you know, because like at the moment I'm single and I do feel like sometimes I get stuck like, okay, it's because I'm not 120 pounds because I'm not, you know, I don't have perfect teeth. It's because I don't have perfect skin. If I had those things, I would be able to find a partner. And it's like not the truth, you know? And so like remembering that every single part of your body is contributing to like who you really are and really loving that part of your body, I think is probably the best thing that you can do and the healthiest thing you can do to put you in the right headspace to now meet a partner who's going to match your energy, who you're going to have amazing sex with. <laughs> well said, Kameh. I love that. Looking in the mirror and talking to your best friend. Yes. yes. That's why when you said best friend, I'm just like, that's exactly how like I want to think of it. I'm going to start referring to my body as my best friend now. Like, absolutely. Hello, bestie, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kamei, thank you. That was amazing. Yeah. Christine, for you, somebody listening, what would you tell them? They're stuck. Um, I would tell them to kind of like, just take time to like tune in to what you need. Like, does that mean, you know, maybe you need to go take a bath for yourself? Or if you don't have a bath, like maybe just take some time to like, you know, just sit with yourself and like, you know, I, I really love what you said of like admiring and like, and, and sending love to that part that you, that you don't feel too much connect connection with. Um, but yeah, I would say just, yeah, tune in and do start to do little acts of love for yourself, like mm. date yourself at little acts of love for yourself. Maybe you, I don't know, like take some time to light a candle and just lay down in bed and like, explore yourself like what do you need what do you need in this moment maybe you just need a hug maybe you need to like you know maybe you want to explore maybe you want to do something crazy like do whatever is calling to you and like allow yourself to explore that maybe you need to cry maybe you need to like just you know take take some time just take some time and listen to what you need just tune in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Justine I love how you talked about the bath take a bath you know what just hit me as you were talking? 
I'm really having a big contrast from now, like speeding up as opposed to the quarantine times. And when we were quarantined a couple years ago, you know, my life really slowed down as all of ours did, right? And in some industries. And I really got to like fall in love again with my best friend. And I'm starting to lose that again with the hustle and bustle. Yes. And as you said, Christine, what do you need? And I just got, I need less, less the to-do. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking stuff off my plate. As of this week, I'm taking a couple things off going because I'm starting to lose what I require. You know, I'm starting to go the, yeah, 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 whatever. I need to do this. You know, that energy. And I'm like, no, no, no. That was Joanna, like Kamei, we said a years ago when we knew each other. That was that Joanna. That I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. And so thank you for reminding me about that. And my boyfriend, he just put a little comment he's watching. He put, but what if your partner can't keep his hands off you? That's his question. I don't know. I would say, does your partner have a brother? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a friend or a brother? (laughs) Unfortunately, they would all be taken. Yes. Always are. (laughs) Thanks, sweetheart, for watching. Oh, thank you, everybody, for listening or watching, even live or afterwards on all the podcast stations. And if you're listening to a podcast, reminder, you can also watch this on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitch, all the places where you can watch something. That's where we go live. Thank you, Kamei. Thank you, Christine. I mean, I, I'm already, I already feel good. After these conversations, they're such a contribution to me. And that's why I started them. I wanted them to be a contribution to other people listening and so that they can hear themselves in each person. So somebody can hear themselves in Christine and somebody can hear themselves in Kamei and in myself. So thank you so much, gals. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you. I love you both. I really (laughs) appreciate it. And if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, we're going to have, you know, just swipe up and then you could follow them there as well. And anything else, gals, before we wrap it up, love you all. And we'll see you next time. Anything else, Kamei, Christine? No, I'm just really happy to have this discussion. I, it's so funny, Joanna, because you and I know each other in a different life too. And so it's really fun to now have this discussion with you and be able to kind of reconnect on a completely different, on a different plane. So I, I love this. Yeah. And on a side note, you know, uh, I was, I tell my boyfriend often, cause he did not know me in that million years life ago. And I'm like, babe, I was very, very different. So I'm like, you should talk to him and go, Joanna was so different. Yeah. Yes. This is a lot of thousand dollars of therapy and <laughs> meditation and coaching and uh, retreats. <laughs> a lot of retreats. <laughs> oh, I love you gals. Really appreciate it. Mwah. And thank you everybody for listening. And we will see you next time on The Get Up Girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.